Welcome to TA1, everything you want to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, the legendary trying to stay warm, Randy Erickson. Yes, we're having our first stretch of uh, cold weather here at home, but I'm inside, so it's not that big of a deal until the uh, wee she beast chili dog wants to go out for a baño, but we'll deal with it. So this week, continuing our... uh, World Championship coverage. We'll still have, I don't know, a half a dozen more episodes on that. And then I'm starting to line up stuff for next uh, year, our silly season, until we get into God's own time. And then we'll have some some more uh, teams going that way. So a little bit of uh, house cleaning, as they say. I th- think this one is coming out on Tuesday. I think I'm going to start moving the uh, posting date till Tuesday just seems like trying to get them out on Saturday is can be a hassle. It's not just I don't know. Seem to be busy and it doesn't happen. So we'll try Tuesday for a while. It seems like that's when a lot of uh, real podcasts come out. So we'll see how that works. Um, it's been hectic at home with uh, work, and then we. Uh, a friend of ours that has a bird store was kicked out of their out of the store because huh, the birds are noisy. Imagine that after they've been there for a couple of years. So uh, evenings have been um, busy getting helping to get that ready and they moved in and maybe one more day and I'll be done with that. So uh, like I said, it's been cold, so we haven't been missing out on a lot outside. Um, that's it. It's coming up on Christmas. I th- don't think my photo book will be ready for Christmas time. It'll be ready to order before Christmas. Whether you'll get it or not, I don't know. Um, it was almost ready, and then Paulette and I decided that we should have some world championship photos in it, so it took a little longer to do that. Um, it's just about ready to be sent in, and... Um, We'll have links with that. It looks like you'll be able to do a really nice coffee table version all the way down to getting it on your Kindle if you want. So, um, yeah, way to make a dollar or two. That's kind of expensive to have them made, but we'll keep it down as much as possible. Hopefully a few of you will want them. The other thing I was thinking of, if you have a favorite race director, you might want to uh, tell them that you'd like to have a little legendary coverage at their race. Um, Next year will be here soon, trying to round up different things to go to and have some more fun out there with all the uh, real athletes. So, um, yeah, put in a good word for me. Or if you're a race director, I just put in a good word for me. Um, I will... uh, brag just a little bit it looks like my coverage from xpd world championships had just over twenty nine thousand views on my videos and somewhere over just over forty thousand like views shares likes and stuff on the photo so thank you everybody that watched looked listened sent me messages um kind of means a lot to me. At least it's nice to know that people are watching and listening. So let's listen. Go fast, take chances, stay cool if you're in the southern hemisphere, and stay warm if you're in this northern one. 
thanks for listening. So we're recording. Let me see. All right, everybody, say something. Testing, testing. Hey, Mix bandits. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's let's. I've heard this on podcast before. Let's introduce yourselves so people know who's talking. Uh, I'm Ben, also known as Adonis, in our team. <laughs> Uh, and I'm Rowan, sometimes known as the crooner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think maybe I'm glad I didn't spend any time with you. <laughs> so, um, my first question is, are you named after the iconic 1983 movie? Um, Rowan, Rowan gave me this name. I'm, I'm not really sure where it came from. It was... Uh, He's probably one better to tell the story, but it was that he'd heard about me as um, a, this legendary um, adventure racing person and never actually met, and there was this big kind of meet um, build up over before we ever got to train together, uh, and then finally yeah, he gave me this name somehow. I think, I think sleep deprivation's got you there. The BMX Bandits, I don't know if we're named after the movie... I think Randy's talking about the oh, BMX Bandits, not Adonis, the BMX Bandits. Well, I can tell why, I know why your name is Adonis. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Adonis. Yeah, I mean, it's an audio podcast, but trust me. Are you married? I'm married. Oh, sorry, girls. <laughs> not You're for all long. out of luck. Not for long, I've got designs. The movie? Yeah. Then, okay, well, you, go, you tell the team name. Well, I don't really know how it came about because I joined after the BMX Bandits started. Technically, I think it's more just about the theme. It's about Definitely. it's about fluoro. It's about old school. It's about that legendary decade that was the eighties and all the good things that it brought to the hey, world. Like I Whitney. can't, yeah, I can't complain. The eighties was when I was my prime. So it, it started. It was. A, a relatively simple story that um, one of Dave's mates had his bike stolen and they all grew up in the North Shore of Sydney. It's a big kind of outdoorsy lifestyle up there and um, then they threw a fundraiser for him and kind of got this group together called the BMX Bandits just going around terrorising the neighbourhood um, <laughs> and then it kind of turned into an adventure racing team after that. So, yeah, so that, you all grew up and become adventure racers? Pretty much, yeah. Well, they, oh, this was relatively recently, so they were, yeah. they was already in his 30s. So. Yeah. <laughs> One of those kind of guys. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so what's, what's your background? How did you get here? Um, always been into the outdoors. I grew up in the Northern Territory. Uh, so Arnhem Land and in the outback, did a lot of camping and, and stuff. Um, and I remember watching Eco Challenge on TV. That's kind of what... Um, it got me into adventure racing. Just thought those guys are just mad. I, yeah, would never be able to do that. And then, yeah, I moved to Sydney and met some friends who were into racing about 2009. And and then did my first expedition race in 2010, the XPD. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was it. All right, tell me your story. Tell me it's different. Uh, well, it's pretty similar story. I know. Yeah, this well, is sort of, I mean, I think it's most races sort of start this way uh but yeah sort of an escalating love of the outdoors i guess yeah. uh, for me it was rock climbing and heaps and heaps of rock climbing for a long time and i just sort of thought oh yeah go have a fang around on a bike for a change might be fun i heard of this adventure racing thing and i tried it with three mates 
and it was an absolute catastrophe. We lost our maps <laughs> and didn't know where we were going and couldn't navigate and uh, everything got saturated and we just had to sort of bungle our way around the course and then I met a couple of people that didn't know what they were doing. It's uh, Sean and Kim who raced in proximity this year and we just raced more and more and we were naturally quite fit so we sort of started to do quite well and then there's always the next thing to do in adventure racing and so from six hour races to 24 hour races to 48 hour races to this it was just a natural progression. Just silliness. Um, did any of you, did either one of you have any kind of a sports background or just outdoorsy? I had rock climbing. That was I've been uh, rock climbing since I was since I was about thirteen, and I guess that was the closest thing I've ever had to a sort of so you didn't you didn't come from a soccer background or a rugby background. oh no no not really i was just the utility bounced around from sport yeah. to sport i was probably more like mountain biking just in high school and mountain bike racing and um through uni as well yeah so it's kind well, of it's interesting level. yeah because a lot of a lot of really top level women racers have come from like a really top level sports team background yeah Whereas a lot of men didn't, and I think that's just a cultural thing. Yeah. You know, women, women can't go rock climbing; they got to be on a team or something. <laughs> you can go rock climbing, gals. I don't care. Go for it. As I tell people, I gave up rock climbing before you guys were born. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't know if any talk to anybody that really came from just a strictly a rock climbing back, you know, climbing background. Do you think? I mean, some mountaineering, but do you think? That problem solving of climbing works for you in adventure racing? Uh, not, not a huge amount, yeah, really. Not a lot of crossover? No, I mean, it, you feel quite comfortable sort of scrambling up and down, you know, yeah. places that most people wouldn't be comfortable. But, uh, it might be more mountaineering style. Like, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. skills in mountaineering is, is like pushing your body and getting through yeah. adversity. Yeah, certainly. Some I, of the paddle legs of this race, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just like you sort of escalate your level in adventure racing. I did the same in rock climbing. And so mm. one of the things that was a big crossover was the sort of the suffering. Mm. So... Um, I did quite a lot of climbing in New Zealand and a bit in Nepal and a few other places and you sort of, you know, getting up at midnight when it's minus 20 to put on frozen boots is, I don't know, you, it's, it's really epically painful but it's also really rewarding mm. later on yeah. and that's is, exactly is, the same with AR. Did you, I mean, is that, did you feel that when you're doing it that this was, this was, this was worth doing? at the time or sometimes was it like I just want to get this over with and then go home and think god that was really fun you're talking mountaineering or yeah. adventure racing oh yeah because I, I like to know the background I mean you know it's interesting how many different backgrounds there are where people come from yeah so. no mountaineering was always worth it I mean you've always got that voice in your head that just says just turn around <laughs> it's not worth what it are you doing but you know you know like there's this these two voices in your head and one of them is like 
keep going. It'll definitely be worth it. And every sunrise or every sunset mm. or every every time you get to a peak or a beautiful spot, it always is. Yeah. So mountaineering is sort of kind of a team sport, unless you're nuts yeah. that out there by yourself. <laughs> yeah. I've done a little bit of solo stuff, but most of it's with other people. And it's, yeah, like team sport to a sort of critical point, you know, like yeah. your life relies. I mean, yeah. literally, it, yeah. I mean, in, in adventure racing, it's sort of, your life sort of relies on your teammates, but but mountaineering, it, I mean, it's... Not quite as critical. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you really need to be able to trust the judgment of the other person or people on the ropes. You know, yeah. if they set up an abseil, um, you know, if you're pushing the limits, you just you just jump down that abseil without question. And mm. so, it has to be just a foregone conclusion that they are as good or better than you at setting these things up, and that they are going to be 100% safe and have. Mm. Yeah. How long does it take you to know that somebody would be a good teammate? Can you can you tell before you race with somebody, or do you really have to race and, and you get done and like, no, that's not going to happen again? Mm. Um, I think you see a lot more in an expedition race of someone's personality. You know, like I, I think it's kind of like a whole year's worth of living condensed into a few days in terms of emotions, it's like yeah. the ups and downs and the, the peaks. And so, I, I, yeah, I think you see lots of sides of people you don't normally see in everyday life unless you're their partner or something. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah I'd agree. I think yeah. until you race with someone, you'll never know if they're going to be yeah. the right person to race with. Does he know things about you that your wife doesn't know? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you don't have to, you don't have to say what they are if he does. I mean, I don't. We're not going to go there. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, we did spoon in the tent for one night down by the river. Very romantic. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes, right? Whatever it takes. Yeah. So, but, so yeah. you, is this first XPD? No. no. Um, second XPD for me. Okay. Yep. First one was 2010. So it took you seven years, six years to get over that one and do another uh, one? Uh, I've done, so third expedition race did God's Own uh, mm -hmm. in 2014, in between, and lots of other shorter races yeah. uh, around Australia in between. Yeah. yeah. With number six for you, is that right? Six, six, sixth expedition race and third XPD. Yeah. And second yeah. World Champs, we did Tassie yeah. as well, which was pretty yeah. cool, racing yeah. these guys. <laughs> Um, how did how did how does Greg and Louise pull off this race? It's I mean, do you guys have any insight from having done several of them? Because it's just yeah, you know, I didn't see any hiccups in the whole race. It was very smooth, wasn't it? Yeah, it, from competitive point of view, um, just absolutely flawless. Didn't see yeah anything go wrong at all. I think they've been they've been doing this for a long time. Experience obviously counts for a lot when they started. Um, was it Hell's Hell's Bells? Yeah. No, not Hell's. What's the one up north? Oh, it was Hell's Bells. Hell's yeah. Bells. Yeah. And GeoQuest. I mean, GeoQuest has been going for about what twelve or thirteen years now. So they've got a lot of experience, which helps. But I think also uh, they probably aren't too rigid in their style. And I think 
you sort of see that this race has maybe been a little bit different in its format to mm. other other races, and I think they've learnt that from uh, some of the other races in the World Series. Yeah. So I think how do you sort of how do you think it's different than? I mean, I have my opinion, but I I want to know what you guys think. There was definitely a little bit less nav. Mm -hmm. Heard that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was definitely sort of. I mean, the way the checkpoints were positioned, it was it was much more about your physical condition mm -hmm. rather than your ability to. Not, um, yeah, not a lot of route choice. You know, yeah, like yeah. Of, of pure off-track nav, um, yeah, which we really like and yeah, yeah, would have suited yeah. us. And an actual route choice of between different ways. There was a little bit, but um, yeah. I, it's, yeah, it's still a really good course. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, and, and my theory is that they they put the race back in adventure race because the last three yeah. world championships yeah. just kind of too much adventure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it needed that the sport, yeah. and you know, it, it suffered a bit from those last couple. Yeah. And, and this was really getting things back on track, and it needed to be a success, and it has been. Yeah. Do you think is it is was there enough adventure, or would you like to like maybe like a you know, 24 hour trek or something, you know, do you think maybe, could it could it use a little more adventure or was it pretty good? Uh, I think it had some amazing high points mm -hmm. in, in the sort of realm of adventure. I thought the pack rafting... Yeah, uh, that, that was adventure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean it's, it's a bit hard because Ben and I just live down the road so we're sort of familiar with the area a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. for other teams coming in here doing things like the, the pack raft down through Bungonia Canyon, I can mm. imagine that would have been mm. pretty special. Yeah. And the walk through the Butterwings, through up and over the castle and through Monolith Valley, if you got that at sunrise or sunset or during the day, you would have been in for a bit of a treat. Yeah. So I think... Yeah, spectacular terrain. Yeah, yeah. Some of that stuff they really got right. Mm. Yeah. So did you guys have a clue about the race? I mean, being locals... Yet, were you like, oh yeah, they got to go here? Sort of. Uh, we, I mean, we had our theories. I think, yeah, it's called it was XPD Shoalhaven. Yeah. Guess that there's going to be some rafting on the Shoalhaven. Yeah. And, and so we did a trip down there and just practicing. Um, we were lucky I had a little bit more water that time. Which, yeah, it was a shame yeah. that the river was down a touch because it was mm. it's yep. such a fun river for pack rafts if it's up a bit higher. Mm. Um. We guessed, I, I mean, all the national parks, the Butterwings and Mortons, all spectacular through here, so yeah. obviously had to go through that. Mm. But there's lots of different routes, so... Yeah. We, we yeah, thought it, it might have gone through um, through Corring. There's a, an area called um, Corring Arch. Corring Arch? Yeah, Corring so Arch, Corring Peak. And yeah. Corring Peak. So we did like a 30-kilometre loop around there, which was quite close to the castle, but we didn't actually touch on any of the roads through there which was yeah so we were close but no cigar no cigar yeah so um it probably didn't matter with this race because like you said there wasn't much navigation but have you done races along like close to home and you get screwed up because you think you know what you're doing you don't pay as much attention because i'm guilty of that you know you're like oh yeah i know where we're going oh Oh <laughs> no! Shit, where did I go? <laughs> um, I I don't think I've had that problem. 
Yeah, like, no. yeah, you get a bit of familiarity, but I, I like being my... I know exactly where I am on the map, a little bubble, and yeah. don't pay too much attention to the yeah. kind of bigger picture about that. Dave, another teammate of ours, he's really good with the local knowledge, and he generally is that, the root finder of the team, and we kind of know, it's like, around here, he's like, I know the way to that, it's over this bit around the corner, and here's a trail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. can be yeah. helpful if you Yeah, have so he's, really he's pretty good with local knowledge. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Um, this, is, this is the part where I like, because I don't have to say anything, Tell me about the race. <laughs> Don't leave out anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how is, how is your pa- Are you guys good paddlers? Three of us are, <laughs> and I'm atrocious. <laughs> so, that was one of the other, sort of the low points, I guess, of our race was the second paddle. Um, we got these really awesome picture of my hands actually they look like they've got leprosy um, but so we were all suffering a bit and the uh, the monotony of 100 kilometers of endless paddling was done to us and I was falling asleep in the back of the boat and we were sort of zigzagging you know left and right and Ollie was yelling at me to wake up and it wasn't really working and so um, yeah they're good paddlers and I'm rubbish but I feel like I, I can call myself a paddler now, I, although I have quit until 2018 after this race. <laughs> yeah, well, you, um, get, you, you get all years quarter in for next year. Yeah, right? yeah I have already. Um, the, well, the lead up we had, yeah, kind of just made it to the start line. I did anyway. For, I've got a bulging disc in my neck um, that's hitting a nerve that goes down my arm. So mm-hmm. that's giving me some fairly intense pain for most of the race and haven't yeah, been training not, much right? yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought why not I'm committed now and do the race um, Dave has a bulging disc in his lower back um, that's been giving him some trouble yeah um, sleep deprivation started pretty early for Rowan and Dave with two small kids each and so didn't get much sleep in the lead up um, mm-hmm. but yeah we made it to the start line that's always the, that- one of the hardest parts I think most everybody that's listening understands that, but yeah. I mean, if if your friends that have never don't know adventure racing, that's a whole race in itself, right? Yeah. Just yeah. I mean, yeah. it's yeah, it's sure. relief when the the gun goes off. Isn't it is. It? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, so much a relief. Um, the yeah. So the first paddle leg. Um, yeah, there's some really good rock climbing out at um, Point Perpendicular where we paddle to and mm-hmm. checkpoint A. Um, so it's cool to see that from the. Is that like the, deep water uh, climbing or is there like regular rounds? You, uh, you're wrapping from the top. So yeah, yeah it's really committing. Yeah. You kind of, um, yeah, especially the ones that go right down to the ocean. Sometimes questionable rock mm. down that level. But mm. yeah, and super exposure and waves crashing below you and the wind and everything. Cause, yeah, it's yeah. a good adventure there. Yeah. As it's cool to see that area from, from down at water level. I hadn't done that before. Um, we were uh, looking out for whales and dolphins. I was nearly going to ask for my money back because we only just saw a dolphin before we pulled into yeah, the end yeah. of the leg. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, apart from that, that leg went all right. Yeah. Oh. And... I mean, it, 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 I mean, you could sort of say every leg went all right, really. Leg two was pretty fine. It was a pretty brief little saunter. We yeah. we found we were over. It was a bit alarming at first. We had all these teams sort of go 
sprinting past at breakneck speed and we sort of found that each leg the same teams would go sprinting past yeah, us and just be sort of plodded along but you know in leg two maybe I don't know six or seven teams overtook us and it's you know, bloody hell what's going on going faster <laughs> you and realize then, yeah that it's still yeah. another seven days to go yeah mm-hmm. and then leg four maybe four of those teams would overtake us and two just never appeared and leg eight you know, maybe two of them overtook us, and the rest just sort of dropped behind. Yeah. So we'll get back. So, yeah. We'll get back to the race. But was there one? Was there a leg that was more exceptional, and one that was less exceptional, or were you really pretty steady the whole time? In terms of our performance. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, just yeah, your performance, or how you felt about it, or or were you up, you know, all down? Leg one, we definitely did better than we thought we did. I think we mm. finished a little bit higher than we thought. Um, what was the long, the 100 kilometer bike leg? Mm. I was quite impressed. We managed to do that under the fastest estimated time, well, I think. The last bike leg, you mean? The last bike leg, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, we're, I think we yeah, smashed that one. We were quite That's impressed good. that we were able to, you know, sort of, we finished 24th, so mm. we're not at the. That's pointiest of ends but yeah. st- you know it was nice to be finishing at that level and still pumping out really quite respectable leg time so yeah, I think I, we did really well in that leg. I think I was surprised that we managed to run the last 18 Ks because um, <laughs> we had like about three teams hot on our tail they were like pulled out all stops for that had um, Ollie towing the, the other three of us along the beach in full beast mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was frightful. What What did you guys expect coming into it? Did you? I mean, do you have any clue where you might be and and what you wanted to be in terms of our position? Yeah, I think we would have been quite happy with top third. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Um, being an all men's team, it would have been awesome to have been able to take out the first in the men's but um, we sort of I guess we were fairly realistic about it the guys that did eventually win it who we were quite close to and actually in front of for some of the race Mm -hmm. have got you know two of Australia's best ultra runners and a couple of really experienced adventure racers so um, I guess winning that would have been probably just slightly above expectations so I think we, we managed to be Roughly where we expected in terms of the men's yeah. division, and probably better than expected in terms mm. of the yeah, overall. I'm definitely basically. happy with where we were overall. Yeah, in terms of the caliber of the field and yeah. the number of international teams and stuff. Well, yeah. it's, you know, everybody yeah. was saying there's there's 30 teams that think they could be in the top 10. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah race exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there were 30 teams that could be in the top 10, and it didn't all fit. Yeah. Um, so, you guys are an all male team. Was that by choice or? can't find a, a suitable woman um it was by, by choice this year it was more about um yeah for us it's about having fun and enjoying yeah. the race and getting back to that yeah you, you want to race with people that you enjoy racing with mm-hmm. and so we had yeah, the four of us available. So a couple of quick calls. A row was being courted by a couple of other teams, <laughs> um, and had a couple of other people trying to get into the team. So it yeah, it came together pretty quickly when yeah. entries open and we're on the ball with that. So it was mainly mainly around just the timing. 
Um, yeah, we've been normally a mixed team for all the other expedition races. Um, Rochelle, we normally race with having a bit of time out. Our, yeah, my partner does races, but she's a sprinter, um, so yeah. expedition race is a bit long. Yeah. <laughs> and other, yeah, yeah. Dave, um, Dave's wife's raced expedition races. Same with Kath, right? Not an expedition. Oh, not an expedition? No, against no, okay. you. Just, yeah. But, but, yeah. Hmm. Boys week out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Instead, much better instead of going to yeah. Las Vegas and partying all week, you went yeah. to the bush. Much better for you. Yeah. So, um, the paddle up to Clyde, what was that like? Oh, that was actually pretty reasonable for us. Was, yeah. So, we, um, we finished leg four, five. Five, yeah. Five, Five, the trek. The trek. And, um... Did you guys have problems on... Was it CP17? Um, just the one in the... Down the the creek? Yeah. No, I found that pretty okay, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They're like, that style of nav suits us. That's a a little bit of off-track And and I only know that because I was there and there were like four teams looking for it while I was watching. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, that was... That's the the type of stuff we like. Yeah. So, So that one went well. Um, and then... Trying to figure out what we should do with the, the next leg, looking at the tide times, and it was, yeah, we're coming in about seven o'clock, um, and low tide was going to be at twelve, so it was, uh, yeah, raging out at the at the time, and we didn't have any sleeping gear in that box, yeah. and it was by the highway, the TA, and we're like, okay, what are we going to do? Dave had this brilliant idea of let, let's look for a hotel. Even better, um, let's look for a caravan park with a cabin. <laughs> the Rowan's checking the map, and there's one right next to the TA. Yep. 100 metres away. 100 metres away. <laughs> Serendipitous. It was uh, meant to be. It was. And Dave went in there, um, yeah, sweet talk the, the owner down from uh, 250 a night down to 150. It was was it? But the owner, he was like, he was he talking himself. himself down. Down. <laughs> yeah. Dave's, Dave's going to hand the hand the money over at 170 bucks. And he's like, oh, no, 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 150. So this guy's yeah. just, without even asking, just... But, yeah, yeah, and so we rented a room there, a cabin, with mm-hmm. um, yeah, eight bunks in it, had plenty of room, uh, had a hot shower, ordered four pizzas, um, got three hours sleep, wait for the tide to go. Had hot showers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait for the tide to go out and then started our paddle um, basically just before low tide. So we had it's the tide with us, uh, fully rested and yeah, just screaming up the river. Yeah. And basically caught teams who had um, yeah, come into the transition at the same time and not had as long a break and started mm-hmm. off basically straight away. Yeah. Some of them like, went out trying to battle the tide and had to turn around and come back to TA. Yeah. It was just so fierce. Is that, I mean, you you understand tides. You know, people like me that come from the middle of the U.S., although I'm starting to understand tides finally, but, I mean, that's a big thing to know to understand that, right? I mean, mm. you can, people look at it and say, oh, well, yeah, but it's not that big a deal. Mm. We can go up against the tide. Mm. Oh, but, I mean, yeah, I think that's nice. brilliant what you guys did. In... Um, <laughs> It, I guess it was it was fair to everyone they had the tide times printed on the maps like mm-hmm. right where you needed and that was I think something that is really top notch in this race the, the map preparation yeah. so yeah the first XPD I did you basically got um, paper copies of 
you know, local maps you can buy, yeah. and then you had to go and mark the checkpoints on yourself, and, you know, and draw all the routes and everything. Here, you've got the elevation profile of the stage, you've got the tide times marked, you've got like descriptions of each um, you know, out of bound yeah. areas, instructions on the map, just top notch that quality. So, yeah, so that that was really good that we had those timetables and. Um, and, and it worked out really well that, that part of the stage for us. And then um, didn't really require much now to work it out. Yeah. It maybe just required a bit of experience to know how much of an effect an ingoing or outgoing yeah. tide would have on your paddling effort. Yeah. So that was probably the one thing that we yeah. had over some other teams. Yeah, uh, I think that's. And then, and then awesome. up the river, um, we're all feeling a bit sleepy, um, and Ollie. Other teammates from New Zealand, they're like, I don't know, good way to wake us up. He's like, I'll, I'll do a haka, yeah, <laughs> and and he can do the haka. It really? was it was fierce. Yeah. Um, so he's like screaming at the top of his lungs. It was um, repeating after him, and it was it was like just no one else around. Or uh, so we thought, and just like magic water, super calm, headlights off. And just this haka echoing up the Clyde River, and then like um, a couple of minutes later, uh, we caught up to another team <laughs> past this New Caledonia team, and it, uh, they were like, "That was a good haka." <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine what that would have been like for them just to hear this team screaming yeah, out the yeah. haka coming yeah. up behind them. It That's was pretty a, cool. I mean, I I don't even know where I learned about it, but every once in a while, just. Go to YouTube and watch one, and it's just like something about that. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. fierce. It's, well, mm. Do you guys know it now, or do you just can you just re- have to repeat it? Oh, uh, <laughs> we just kind of scream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah. Um, that yeah that so that was a good leg yeah. for us. And then the long bike didn't sound like that was like anything real special from the nine k bike. Yeah. No, there wasn't very much in that lake, was there? We just kind of cruised along through there. Yeah, just a couple it was of hiker bikes up the yeah. hill. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, that was the 58 kilometer lake had the hiker bikes. Yeah, one to the mm. cave was 90, right? Yeah, because you're just um, so, uh, to the caves was 70. Okay. Um, what was after the Clyde River? I'm forgetting now. Clyde River, then a ride, then the 58-kilometre ride, that was the hiker bikes, and then the 45-kilometre trek through the Budawangs, and then the 70-kilometre ride into yep. um, Bungania. But before the... Uh, oh, yeah, which was the, the oh, ride with the hiker bike down the, the cliffs? First stage. Yeah, first day. First night, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I was yeah. kind of wishing that we did that in daylight yeah. just to see the exposed terrain we're on. Maybe you don't want to know what we're on. <laughs> and a couple of sections there was really just hanging on to a tree by its roots and you know, like, well, that's quite a drop there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, that seems to be one of the uh, talking points of the course. I mean, I haven't heard anybody that really hated, hated it, but there's some people that weren't too thrilled about it <laughs> yeah it's funny hey I mean I think mm. on that leg they really made up for it because at the end of it you had a sort of 10-15 kilometer descent yeah. that was almost endless and 
you sort of, I don't know, you know you're in for a degree of suffering and, yeah. and you know, some arduous moments when you're racing. I, I, at first I was sort of like, well, what's the point of this? But the further away it gets, you know, <laughs> in history, the more I sort of, I guess, think, yeah, well, that's, that's adventure racing. You know, yeah. it's, it's not a triathlon. It's, yeah, you don't right. mm. yeah, right. yeah. run, yeah. ride, paddle. Mm. Mm. You run Up and you struggle and you sweat and you bash your way yeah. through bush mm. and you abseil or cave or grovel around in the dark or whatever it is. Yeah. Adventure racing has that extra element to it, which is exactly what that bike away mm. was, yeah. whether you like it or not. Yeah. So had you guys been up to that castle in the valley before? Um, as in high school, so quite a while ago, yeah, I've done a trek through there. Um, have you been more recently than that? Yeah, I've been up there a few times. I've been up the castle, which was which was quite handy um, because we knew that there were two routes marked on the map, and one was definitely in, and the other one was definitely out. Yeah. And I think some teams took the route that was a bit more direct but pretty much non-existent yeah. and um, yeah. yeah so the local knowledge certainly helped there but yeah, yeah. we've been through there it's beautiful it's yeah. really stunning because there's a track there but you did have to pay attention and oh it, yeah yeah, it, yeah for sure. I, I, beyond the castle yeah definitely yeah. as you went over Mount Tarn and and beyond yeah. and knowing and as you go around behind on the north side of Mount Cole yeah you've, you've got to have your wits about you to know where to drop down that was something we didn't know mm-hmm. so we just kind of kept our eyes out for it yeah we're well, following a lot of that at night and it was um it's like i don't think you could get through there without following the track like the bush is just so dense yeah. and just um and thick scary. banks here and um they were on the track and then you you've, there might be a couple of boardwalks were all overgrown and then you get up to a clearing it's really hard to see where the track starts again mm-hmm. like a little, tiny little can that's been yeah. knocked over and you can't find it at night so it's certainly not easy traveling yeah you know there's a track there but yeah, yeah. yeah. what do you guys how are you with caving <laughs> groveling oh, <laughs> yeah. that, that was probably the low point of our race i think <laughs> for sure um yeah. ollie ollie loved it ollie is all about I don't know, groveling around in the dark, <laughs> um, squeezing through holes. But I think the rest of us were fairly ambivalent about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, um, yeah. I mean, it was unique. Yeah. Kudos for that. But uh, I would much have definitely have preferred a, a um, you know, like an abseiling or jumaring section or yeah. It was kind of, I don't know, strange that there wasn't a rope section. But, yeah, but uh, but, but also it's nice that they didn't just like hmm. put one like all right, Jumar up to the top and just an arbitrary up and down yeah. section. Yeah, so. um, apparently the rope section was going to be in, um, down from the top of that uh, on the first bike leg instead of that hiker bike. Hmm. So that was a way to get down the cliff, but ah. then it just the you know, logistics were too hard. Etc. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I enjoyed the cave in the end. We just had a rough start with. Um, we're all pretty tired. Um, f- forgot to mark the checkpoints properly on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, it went off and went down one of the caves. And we're like, oh, where, how are we meant to find the checkpoint on here? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Thought we had lost one of the maps, but it was actually just stuck together with the other one. Uh, Dave put my camera in 
um, another team's backpack, and then, so they went off with that. <laughs> so it was all a bit of a schmuzzle. Um, but we, I think we got it back together yeah. in the end and enjoyed it by the end. Yeah. The thing that surprised me about it, and I don't know what I was expecting, but I was with a couple of teams, and they're like, those caves were hard to find. Yeah, the map was pretty... Um, so, True North on the map was uh, left. So, And I think that threw, what threw us yeah. a lot of the time. So you're like, navigate. what's going on with this map? Um, yeah, so it was a bad photocopy of a big, yeah, proper cavers map. and um, But, yeah, True North was left rather than up. That would... That would be... <laughs> and so that I think that's why it made it pretty hard for a lot of yeah. people to find it. But they, I think, once you figured that out, it was okay. Yeah, found a way around. Yeah, it was. It was almost my little point of the race because I walked in with one team, and they met up with another. So they were waiting at the cave, and they came out, and I just started going with the second team. And all of a sudden, I realized I have no idea where I am. Um, and it was during the rain, and mm. so I'm like, hey, I'm going to stick with you guys. Get me out of here. And eventually, we came to the road, and then they're like, yeah, just follow this road. And I started following it. Following it. Like, no, this isn't right. What did they do to me? And so I was going back to the, there's an information sign. Yeah. I go back to that, and then I'm looking like, oh, wait, that's the entrance. Got it. Got but it. It's like, I don't want to be out here all night in the rain. <laughs> so... I can see where it'd have been a little, a little tricky. Yeah, the weather um, turned pretty crazy up there. Yeah, you when were, there were you there hail? before or after the rain and hail? Um, uh, we during we missed the hail, didn't we? Yeah. I think we were. There we must have been there Sunday evening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sun, Sunday evening. Um, so that well, was it rained a little bit um, but it wasn't hailing then yeah. yeah my rule of adventure racing it's all adventure races are three days first day the last day and the one in the middle <laughs> so but, so mm. and then pack crafting you guys had a little spooning time so that was good a little spooning yeah, time down the road voluntary spooning I made a little nest more of a burrow <laughs> wooed Adonis in did you guys, I mean, how long did you have to dark zone there, or did you walk that, any of um, it? That or? worked really well, the timing, so we got, um, so we finished the caving at our time, five hours ended at eight, mm -hmm. um, and so then we got the last couple of checkpoints, strolled down, walked down the slot canyon over those boulders, that was, yeah, one of the high points of the race uh, yeah, for me, it was, it was like so yeah. fun just jumping over those white boulders, and yeah, um, yeah it was really cool. And got down to the, the um, Shoal Haven about 12. Mm -hmm. So we had. Um, yeah, uh, good, a bit after 12. A bit after we 12. had about three and a half hours of sleep in the Yeah, so that was pretty good. It was, yeah, a little bit after 12, um, good sleep there, and then we're ready to go um, basically on the water and the dot at five. So rather than trying to hike down the river or anything. Yeah. So that, that timing worked out really well. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, um, and then that started our, that was basically an epic day of paddling. Starting at five, <laughs> it went until midnight that night <laughs> with those yeah. two legs. Yeah. That was tough. Yeah. Was that kind of a, when you got the maps and looked at it, was that kind of like, what the hell is going on with this? <laughs> um, 
yeah, we we had that course outline from yeah. the week before. I'm like, yeah, that's going to be epic. Yeah. Yeah. That that long paddling, like even you know, down river, we knew it wasn't a good flow all the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's going to be tough, especially having paddled it before. We knew how good it could have been, but we also knew the water was about 20 centimeters lower than when it had been like when we were there. So we were, I guess, we were expecting it to be a little bit bony, and it was quite. It was pretty slow and tough up the top, wasn't it? Mm. Pushing through some of the rapids was just awkward. Yeah. And it kind of... It just kind of that, you, you can't really get out and do anything in the rapids, but you, you're kind of doing the scooty thing a little bit. Yeah, you, yeah, or sometimes you've got yeah. one leg over the side, or mm. sometimes you're just pushing the boat, and you, you know, your feet are yeah. skidding from side to side, and you're twisting ankles and falling over, and... Yeah. It's, it's pretty indignified, sort yeah, of. Yeah, that's racing. Yeah, yeah it is. Everyone's Absolutely. in the same boat. It's just like that's, the hike about. Um, that's fine. I mean, Australia doesn't have a lot of rivers. Yeah. So, so for Australian conditions, it's kind of mm. often the best we've got. Well, something like that. So when you guys, this is for me because I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. So when you come down to the trail, yep. and there's kind of that put-in area right yeah. where the the other creek came, comes into it, right? Yeah, so the bottom of the white trail. Yeah. Yep. And then you basically went straight across that little pond, right, into the... Or did you walk down farther? Um, we went straight across. Yeah, we jumped into that pond yeah. and then paddled down a bit and then there's a the first rapid there. Yeah. This, yes. But the, And then that... See, it was really weird when I was down there because I thought... When I got up and looked at it, I couldn't figure out where that little straight-ahead period went, but it... It obviously just circled around and hit the main river. It, um, it was. Well, the, I think there was a pond there that was kind of a dead end. Yeah, wasn't there on the and left. We, yeah. we started off. Down it we went down it, went, and then you actually had to go back. And the main the main flow was uh, a channel on the right, mm. and that that kind of pond just yeah petered out or whatever. Yeah, it was. I don't think it joined it up. Yeah. yeah, it was very confusing. Because when I when I walked back up and I'm looking down there, I'm like. That's the river because I'd actually seen a couple of boats on the the bit, you know, but so I'm you're standing on the trail and you see there's a river there, but everybody was going this way, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> going yeah. perpendicular to it. But apparently it's swung it. so it was very yeah. confusing for me. I hope I hope nobody got lost out there. I guess they're all back. <laughs> Are they? <laughs> well, they're getting yeah. there. Everybody's yeah. tracking. Yeah. So I think everyone's on the. Must be close must to the final close. last, yeah, second or second last leg or something. Yeah, they'll be getting, they'll be coming. Yeah. Mm. Um, and the other thing that I think was really cool is on that last track, that river crossing. The first, the first, coming down the beach where you had. To oh yeah, title. yeah, that was cool. Oh yeah, um, that was quite a swim. Yeah, Dave went in first, and he was like, "Yeah, we'll just go in here," and he just. Dave's quite a strong swimmer. You know, he lives yeah. basically on the beach and spends every spare second of his life surfing, paddling or swimming in the beach in the in the sea. But he jumped in and just sort of thump, down downstream <laughs> and quite quickly he had to sort of bail on that plan. So he yeah, tried he went to out and like, I'm not gonna make it and so <laughs> he swam back to shore. Yeah. So again. There he was a hundred meters downstream. Interesting because I've been there five times I think in the last two days because it's very convenient from here and it's mm, very yeah. mm target rich environment as I say for photos but yeah for sure but the first night we were down there dart 
just walked right across that where it was really narrow because it was just like low tide and there wasn't yeah but then i was down there this morning and it was like there's 200 meters across there instead of 40 and it's just like you know making these big loops to get out in the middle of nowhere and come across and i mean did you guys do it in daylight uh, yeah. yes we finished. so i mean can you see where you want to go how do you decide where where you're going or are you just where follow? to jump in just look for yeah. the pale water okay. really that's yeah. all all we did was look for the narrowest stretch of dark water yeah and okay. um steer clear of where the current was moving too fast and then yeah. just choose the shortest yeah. shortest gap between two bits of pale pale shallow water yeah so I was talking to somebody that says the tourists, the kids go down there, depending on which way the tide's going, they they walk out and they jump in and it takes them back to the caravan camp. <laughs> if it's the other way, they jump in there and it takes them down to the point. Yeah. The South Coast, it's pretty um, underestimated, I think. Like It's got some really serious swells and... The beaches are, are stunning. I think lots of people look at it and think, oh, yeah, it's a beautiful Aussie beach. I'll go and have a splash. Mm. But um, it's a, it's certainly some dangerous rips yeah, and tides yeah. and currents and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and some, yeah. some rough water out there. Yeah, that's no joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As I say, good place for me to stay away from. <laughs> but, mm. yeah. Um, yeah, and then you finished. Yeah, yeah, then um, we finished. I don't think we've done that, that final paddle leg justice. That, that we found that it was the, the most epic part of the race yeah. for us because we, you know, pushed on after the the pack rafting. Yeah. Um, so we, when did we start? It must have been about three, three o'clock. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Ten hours. And pack rafting. That'll be pretty close to right, I think. And, and the top section was really fun. It's got a fair bit more water in it then mm -hmm. after the dam, just cruising down that. It was a nice sunny day and a few clouds rolled in and it was raining mm. uh, and it started to get a bit cold. Stopping to put some layers on. Basically had you know, all my merino on yeah. that we had. Uh, got to that first checkpoint and then we realized like, oh, there's still another you know, five hours of paddling left. And I'm like, oh, far out. Um, <laughs> And I'd pretty much ran out of food and didn't have any more warm clothes. Um, and was in the boat with Dave and basically just couldn't stop paddling. I was just hurting so much, but had to paddle as hard as I could to stay warm. And um, Ollie and Roe behind us were having to paddle as hard as they could just to stay on our tail. So none of us could stop. We didn't have like not even a paddle stroke break for about five hours and just blasting at home uh, until midnight and it was you know the hardest thing I've done in my life I think that was really tough yeah 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 everyone was pretty certainly the, the last third of that you know we were on the Clyde it was dark and we were a bit you know, a bit snoozy, and but Ollie sung the haka, and we made up these bizarre stories yeah. about one-armed eunuchs and their <laughs> teddy bear from Venus and stuff. But um, normal, yeah, yeah. totally normal. Yeah. Adventure racing, Tuesday, Tuesday, and adventure racing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this paddle, like the 56k paddle, definitely sort of broke us a little bit more mentally. We couldn't 
you know, no one had it in them to play those games or to to sing very much. I was singing a few classics, but then it just kind of it just petered out, and everyone ended up in the herd locker. Yes. So it wasn't just the physical aspect of you know sore backs and smashed up hands and yeah. blisters everywhere, but the mental game too, which happens every race, I guess. Yeah, but that was definitely the mentally. Sort of very satisfying though you, like you learn that you can just how far you can just push yourself mm-hmm. yeah. in that and you're like wow I can do it just, yeah. Yeah. well you know yeah. what they say yeah. how, how can you know where your edge is if you don't go to it right yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. but yeah. Mm. yeah I mean were you it looked to me like the river was twisty enough that you could probably were actually telling that you were making progress right and kind of keep track because sometimes you like in Costa Rica, they had to do like a 40 kilometer mm. on a ship, shipping channel, mm. straight line. I mean, so that's got to help a little bit. At least, at least you know you're making some progress. Yeah, yeah there points. were, um, you know, some big horseshoe bends, but then a couple of the straights between the horseshoe bends were you know, five or six k's, yeah. and that was taking an hour. <laughs> <laughs> we counted it, and we got five turns left. An hour later, still got five turns left. <laughs> like far out. What do you, for each of you, where do you where do you go in those situations when it? Cause you you're, you're still a team, but you, it sounds like you're basically all kind of just in your own little thing. Mm. I go to sleep. That's what I do. There you go. <laughs> On the paddle. Works for me. <laughs> it's all I can do. This. Yeah. yeah. Um, I find it quite meditative. Yeah, and like here, it's just that similar to the mountaineering, it's just one foot in front of the other, and you yeah. just one paddle stroke after the next. Um, and it's kind of the rest of the world just melts away. All you can do is just think about the paddling, and yeah. it's kind of yeah, it's, it gives you that release mentally as well. Like you can't think about anything else, don't have the energy, yeah, and it's kind of nice to do that, yeah. you know, in a kind of weird way. <laughs> So, so how long ago you been day since you finished? Um, Tuesday. Tuesday. You say two oh. days. So, well, my point is, are you ready to sign up for the next one? I actually yes, yeah. I, I can feel so good after completing this. We had a great race. I'm happy to do another one. Ryan, Ryan reckons he's retired. I'm retired. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you and Nathan. Too many. Right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm actually retired. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I'm. Uh, I want to get back into climbing a bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you. Yeah, you're talking two sports that are very time intensive. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see where you'd have to pick one or the. And when you have a family, you know, yeah. you've got well, two, yeah, two kids yeah. under mm-hmm. four. It's like I missed my son's first birthday for this, and it's yeah. both sports are such time intensive mm-hmm. sports yeah. that are exclusive of your family. Do you, so are you gonna? Uh, we're going on a tangent here. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, so are you gonna like climbing or mountaineering or? Uh, a bit of both. A bit so of a, sort of a generalist. I'm how do you? How do you justify like going on a like a really dangerous mountaineering expedition when you have kids? Well, I haven't had to do it since I've had kids. Okay. I've, but but my last would you? For the right expedition. The mountaineers I know have they've quit mountaineering because they've started families, yeah. and that's that tends to be the turning point. 
I think in a lot of people's lives. It's yeah. got to be, yeah. to me. I mean, it just... It is all about just minimizing that risk. Yeah. You know, like yeah. The, I mean, if nothing else, how can you be in, you know, out in some place where it's so dangerous and not... they got to be in the back of your mind, and that's not good either when you're in a situation where you need mm-hmm. to be focused. Yeah, yeah, I think when it's something dangerous, I'd be pretty focused. The times you think about your family when you're mountaineering and when you're... You're in a tent halfway up a mountain, or you know, bivouacked in some sort of little frozen hole, and it's just you and you know your mates sleeping or whatever. That's when you think about your family and just want to be home. And I want people to know when he said bivouacking in a frozen hole, he got a big smile. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe the only people more nutsy than adventure racers mountaineers. Possibly, <laughs> but so well. I don't know how long we've been talking, cause but we covered the race. You guys had a great race. We had a consistent race. It was from from start to finish. We maintained a steady pace. Yeah. We never had any legs that just blew right out. Mm. We never had any sleeps that blew right out. Our nav was pretty consistent. We only had two little wiggles. So, which in an expedition race is. Mm. is pretty good mm. yeah. so that's that's very much our style is, is consistency yeah. and so you brought back the floral oh yeah absolutely it's back it, it, it'll yeah, yeah. It's, for uh, some of us it never went away yeah. <laughs> it's inextricably part of the BMX bandits is the fluoro yeah. it can oh, never sure. be if, it, if we didn't have fluoro we wouldn't be called the BMX bandits there you go some other name alright so I always Tell people to go fast and take chances when we go. Go fast, take chances. Go in the mountains and don't take any chances. (laughs) Great. Great. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, Randy. You're welcome. Good to talk to you. Did it work? Did it work? Did it work? Oh, it worked. And careful of something to hide So come give this trick a try Push it faster, you bastard And over this mountain you glide No, you're not gonna last If you can't push it faster They call us into Get nice, I'm just fooling you one hour to get high. You go home, tell your friends how you.